You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I've always felt like throughout the season, my, the chemistry gets better and better. Um, obviously, everybody wants everybody the receivers to blow up and everything like that. But I think guys have gotten better as the season's gone on, and um, they'll continue to get better. And um, we're making strides in the right direction. And I think uh, we'll keep keep doing that as the season goes, and hopefully carry that momentum into the playoffs. All right, man. I like this uh, this action. We got the bye week away from us, and this feels like the biggest game of the NFL season. You got the two best teams in each conference, uh, a rematch of the Super Bowl that I know for many Eagles fans, it's hard for them to believe that they lost. (laughs) The Eagles lost the Super Bowl. I mean, they are, those fans are so, I've listened to, 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 to people in the industry, radio in Philly, and I mean, they swear to God they had the best team. Oh, they that I mean, they believe in their hearts, in their hearts that the that the best team did not win that Super Bowl, and their hearts, in their hearts, and uh, and of course that's not true. But this will uh, th- this will be fun, man. I'm ready for this one, man, and I, I'm ready for this one. I know the Eagles have this date circled. I gotta believe the likes of Jalen Hurts, uh, Bradbury, uh, AJ Brown. Uh, 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 Todd Pinkston, uh, Hank Basket, uh, the likes of uh, Brian Westbrook, uh, <laughs> Mike Ma- Mike Mamula. Uh, so let's see how far you can go. <laughs> the likes of damn it. Keep it going. Keep it Troy, going. Troy Vincent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the likes. Of, I'm trying to get an offensive lineman. I know. <laughs> The likes of John Runyon. I think. Mean, I mean, all of these guys, these guys, all of them. I'm telling you, AJ Smith, LJ Smith. Excuse me. They are all um, good pull. Good pull. <laughs> AJ Feely. They all <laughs> have been circling this game. Seth Joyner. He circled it uh, from the grave. Reggie White has circled this. Ron Jaworski. I, mean, I think got it. Ron Jaworski. He has circled it. I've heard of. I mean, they're not kidding around. Dick Vermeil. It's conflicted. I mean, it is like it is. It is going wild with how many Eagles have been ready for this game. But my question is, I know they can't wait for it. I know they've been waiting for it. I know Nick Sirianni and his weird ass. He's been waiting for it. How how much do the Chiefs care about this game? Because that's my my thing. Is listen, I do not. I am not a, a, in agreement with people like Serta who did this before and tried to say that that the Chiefs, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, have just uh, not really cared and just been playing around and just and just been only running three plays to just to get through games. I don't believe that. But I do think one thing we could take from the history of the major players on this team, like there is a switch that they flip or there is a different 
there's a different level to the Chiefs. And it can happen in regular season games. Like, like there are regular season games that they give a rip about. That they can what who was the game where, where Mahomes just start counting the touchdown passes? The Bears, remember? Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, he cared. That, that, there's some games that was make, Mitch Trubisky in that game for some reason. Yeah, that was why he was counting up the number of picks yeah. that it took to get to him. Yeah, there's some games they care about. There have been a couple of games against the Ravens that they have cared mm-hmm. about, and you see them show up. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're just gonna beat the hell out of them. But I wonder, is this a game? that they are flipping the switch on because last week on the bye week, I mean, it was a special week for the chiefs to not play a game. Baltimore blew the second half and lost uh, to the Browns. The Bengals lose at home to the Texans, a team that you're thinking is on the rise as they're rolling through. All right. You just took care of the, the dolphins, the bills, they lose to the Broncos. All right. I mean, the Jags get just decapitated by the 49ers. So everybody's below you. They can lose Monday night in Arrowhead and still be the number one seed in the AFC. So, I mean, that just kind of takes a little bit of the like the importance in terms of the need for this game down. And I just wonder if this is a Chiefs team that cares and wants this game anywhere near to the level of the Eagles. That's my number one question walking into it. I think it is. And part of that is because if not now, then when? Like, when do you unload the the A-level script if you don't do it in this game? Because you're not doing it against the Raiders. So you're a believer. Think- you're a believer. Andy has a – he has a, hey, we're playing these games script, and then he has a, I'm coming for you script. hundred percent. You mentioned the game that I always think about whenever I, I consider this, Ron. It actually ended up being a loss, but – for the majority of the game, that game against the Ravens a couple of years ago, it was one of the best scripts I've ever seen from Andy Reid. And he kicked, he put, he put it out there because like that was a game they really, really wanted because they thought it might ultimately come down to that game for home field advantage throughout the postseason. Now, it didn't, and it didn't end up mattering that they lost that game, but it was one they really wanted. Something that Andy also does, though, is sometimes, like especially against the AFC West opponents, or against a team like Miami that he thinks maybe I'll see again in the postseason, he'll hold some stuff back. Because if you lose in the regular season, whatever, they know they're going to see them again in the postseason. Against some of these NFC teams, man, he's not afraid to just unload the clip and just put the best game plan forward. 2018, the Monday night football game that changed football. And we all remember it against Mm. the Rams, one of the best games we'll ever watch. And to this day, one of the best football games I've ever seen. 2020 you remember that Bucks game that went back and forth and the Chiefs just had that unbelievable first half went for this crazy offensive outburst they had their a game 100 2021 I think this is kind of one of those forgotten games but against the Eagles the Chiefs put up one of the more dominant offensive performances that they had that entire season early on against the Eagles in a legit important game early on and then last year against the 49ers it was right before the bye week you remember that was the McCole Hardman game they, they had everything that they wanted in that one, and it was a great game plan. They were willing to just show whatever it was that they had. I think that's what you're going to see this week against the Eagles. I think Andy's going to come out with his best possible game plan, and they're going to say, okay, let's see what we got here with this offense. And if it doesn't work with this game plan, all right, we might have some serious questions to ask later on, but I think they're going to come out and have their best game plan. I think they really, really care about this one. Look at the schedule coming up, Ron. Raiders. Packers, Bills, they stink. Patriots, Raiders again. 
if you don't do it now, you're not going to see it until the Bengals in week 17. Yeah, I, I I could see a situation where it's like coming off of a bye and, you know, they're aware of the situation, but maybe the Eagles just really do want this more because it'll it'll prove to them that they should have won the Super Bowl or whatever. But yeah, this this game, yeah, um, this game means more to the Eagles. I think. I mean, just I, I, th- I think it does because I think yeah, that's that's what they're an elite NFL team and they didn't get to where they wanted to go last season because of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think there is a lot riding on this game for them just a, as a team, but. I agree with BK that I, I think the difference here is that Andy coming off of the bye and it being the Eagles and him knowing how talented they are and knowing that might be a team that you got to go play again in a Super Bowl. Like, I think Andy is going to bring out all the good stuff, especially and you know, Andy's not listening to media criticism or anything like that. But he knows the offense hasn't been great this season. Like, he knows that they're turning the football over and they look sloppy and they're still ironing out the kinks and stuff like that. But I think that's why he's so good out of a buy because he spends so much time just dissecting everything and combing over everything. And so I think it's safe to assume that he's going to show up with his A game in this one against the Eagles. Yeah. Coming off a buy, you would think he does. That record, what, 27 and four off of a buy is, is what Andy is, something like that in his career. And here is why I'm really. I'm really intrigued and concerned about it is because you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I I think they have to have their A game to win it. Yeah. 100%. Like like Eagles they're score, yeah. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, like I like something close to it. Like I, I think they got to have they I, I I don't think they can just waltz in here and just say, "Hey man, you know, we'll just kind of sleepwalk our way through." I, I like I don't think they can play the way they played, you know, in some of these games, like the way they played their other games at, against Jacksonville, I think they'll lose. I think that they play the way they did, you know, uh, against um, uh, against the Jets. These other, the, the, Jet, the Jets, they'll lose. Uh, the, the Vikings, they'll lose. Like some of these games that they played, uh, I don't think they can show up and just roll through and think they're going to expect to win. I think they have to come – the way they played the Dolphins, they're going to lose to the Eagles if they play the way they played against the Dolphins. Like, they can't just get shut out and just have 38 damn yards passing in the second half. Like, that's not going to work in this game. So, I think Spags and Andy on both sides have to come out, and that's why I think it's important is if they if they don't come out with a certain level of focus, if they don't come out and, and match what it is that the Eagles are going to bring to this game because they have circled this thing, I don't care if the thing is an arrowhead and Lincoln Financial. I don't care. They're going to lose, in my opinion. So I think they have to play this way and be this way uh, to have a chance to win this game. It's interesting because both of these teams have had such similar starts to the season, man. Like, if you talk to an Eagles fan, they're not thrilled with this team right now. They're 8-1. Yeah. But they're all like, man, I. the offense feels kind of clunky. The defense has games where they look dominant. And then other games, like, th- that's the biggest difference probably is that the Chiefs defense has been awesome all season long, whereas the Eagles has been kind of topsy-turvy. And the Eagles did have a no-show game. Like, the Eagles no-showed in, uh, in that game against the Jets and found a way to lose. Chiefs no-showed in that game against the Broncos, found a way to lose. 
And then you look at the rest of their schedule, like they just didn't have a game where their best defensive player didn't play in week one and their best offensive player not named Mahomes didn't play in week one against the against the Lions. So these teams really do mirror one another. And in that way, I, I totally agree with you. If one of these teams ends up bringing their B game, their C game, that's going to be the one that ends up losing. And it just comes down to like, do the stars show out because both teams are built on star power on both sides of the football? And can you get a couple of stops here and there? If you can, man, like it, it's probably going to resemble what the Super Bowl was in that regard. So I, I think it should be a really, really fun game. But I, I think both of these teams have a lot more questions now than they did this time last year. It's a really weird situation because I think both of these teams can get away winning against what looked like other Super Bowl or, or at least championship game contenders with their B games. Like, like, like what was the Chiefs game against the Dolphins? I mean, it was an A game defensively, but I mean, it yeah. was a turn yeah. fast on offense. Offensively, I mean, the first half looked pretty good, and then the second half, you just... Yeah. I mean, I mean it, was two drives. it was two could, drives, honestly. If they get to, like... I think if they get to like 31 and don't go scoreless in the second half, we talk about that offensive performance way different. But the fact that they just got, got blanked in the second half and didn't do yeah, it. And they scored 14. The defense scored. So, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, that was like a B. Like, if you look overall, that's like a B minus game for the Chiefs. And that's one of the that's one of the contenders. Right. Like, yep. I think they can beat. Like, I don't think they have to have their A game to beat the Bengals like they've had to before. I don't think they have to have. They're, I think they can beat the Jags. Like the hell, they beat the Jags in what a C game, a B. Like I don't think they have to be great. I think against the Eagles they do. I think, and I think the Eagles against the Chiefs do. How many teams rise to that level? Just out of curiosity, guys, I do think it's an interesting point that you're making there, Ron. Like, how many other teams are in that criteria for you? Because it's just a weird year in the NFL, man. Like we're recording this on Thursday night, and I'm watching this Ravens versus Bengals game. It's on in the background, and like Joe Burrow just got hurt. The Bengals are five and four. They're probably going to end up losing this one if they don't. And I guess you guys know that and I don't right now, but it feels like they're probably going to lose. They're going to fall to five and five on the season and almost certainly are. They're definitely behind the eight ball in terms of trying to make the playoffs at this point in time. I think the Ravens are one of those teams. I think so. Anybody else in the AFC? See, I don't even think that they're, I think, the Ravens are a really talented team. I don't think the Ravens are on the same level as the Chiefs. I think it's the 49ers and it's the Eagles. I think the Ravens and the Cowboys are in the conversation, sure. but they're too inconsistent at times to really be there to say, we can flat out beat you with talent alone, even if we're not playing well. I think it's only the Eagles and 49ers. Yeah, maybe. I, Lions? I no, because the Chiefs I still think almost, the, the Lions the Chiefs, defense is still super suspect. The Chiefs yeah. almost beat them and should have beat them without Kelsey and Jones. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a weird season, like man. I, like I the Raven, the Ravens are up and down because I the I judge it in my head to think I think you get the right Ravens to show up to play the Chiefs, which then I think means that you probably have to have closer to your A game. But 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 there is certainly a scenario where I can see that you don't. Like there is certainly a scenario in that case. So I do, I do think this is a game too. And, I, and I'm with you. If there isn't a point where Andy's like, all right, man, I'm going to coach this thing without hiding anything, without keeping nothing back. This is, this is the ball game. So I, I I'm with you on that. And, and, um and, and I look forward to seeing the chiefs match this. Cause I think they do have something to prove.
especially that offense. Throughout this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. This week, our parlay is, of course, centered around the Super Bowl rematch Monday night football between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Since it is a standalone Monday night football game, we'll have that out for you guys on the Arrowhead Pride Twitter account on Monday afternoon, so make sure you're on the lookout for that ahead of this massive football game between these two elite NFL teams. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, here we go. Uh, when the Chiefs uh, have the ball, we do this every week. And fellas, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've watched the Eagles. I've even done what I don't like to do, and I've looked at numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take that one. I'd usually like to lift that to you guys. I'm a more of a uh, – I'm a, I'm a more of a uh, – Gutalytics, uh, fella, <laughs> than the uh, Ronalytics, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go from the gut, baby. I'm the, I'm the, uh, I'm the manager that gets the feel of, all right, man. I, I just feel, I just feel like Ryan Matson has this guy. That's me. Uh, I, I go with the gut. I don't look at the analytics as, as much, but I looked at the numbers and, and I've, and I've watched the Eagles. Listen, I know the, the, the real, thing this season that we've discussed multiple times the british fellas discuss pete sweeney discuss uh, uh, uh mark and and uh and my man uh aaron my man on coast to coast aaron what they discuss what everybody is discussing around the chiefs is this uh this passing game is just dead there is no big play. They don't. They don't rack up anything. It's just hard. They don't. The passing game. The receivers. It's down. If they can't score, and if they can't have some of the best productivity that they have had in the passing game in this game, then really, I think you said it earlier, BK. There's a there's a problem at this point. Now they're gonna have to just figure this thing out. And, and and Isaiah Pacheco cross your fingers and just hope stuff happens because in at every turn like this that if you can block them up front and I'm not going to say that's an easy thing but I believe that the Chiefs offensive line and 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 in in connection with Pat can can be able to get this if you can get them blocked up front and that is a tall task with the with the fellas they have up there I mean these guys stink on the back. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's no other, and they weren't good last year. But it is. It's, I mean, take your pick. Who you want? Sam Howell can't wait to get to this secondary. He is just absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people think that that Andy's actually calling the plays for Eric and Washington in these games anyway. But he can't wait to get to him. It doesn't matter. I mean, every. I'm, I mean, Dak is having career games every time he plays the Eagles, and it's not just anybody can pass on him. It's just any of everybody's best players 
play well. C.D. Lamb goes for almost 200. Justin Jefferson, hell, all right, you think, all right, well, we're going to really double up Justin. No, Jack, he went off. I believe it was Cooper Cup's first game back. He went off. I mean, Terry McLaren, you have a game. It's not I mean, so I don't even I won't accept the excuse that we can't get Travis Kelsey the ball. Everybody gets it. This Eagles defense, they not only give up a bunch of yards, they specialize in allowing your best player to get off. The so list I, of players this year, Ron, that have gone for at least a hundred yards or had at least 70 and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson, like those aren't all stars. Most of those guys are really, really good. But if you're a star against this team, you go off. If you're pretty good, you're probably going off as well. And I not didn't all know of Puka, those guys. I didn't know Puka got off in the same game that that Cooper <laughs> Cup got off. He went off. It was seven for seventy-five and a touchdown in that game. Like a good game for him as well. If if you have a competent offense, and I'm saying competent, it doesn't even have to be great against this Eagles defense. You will throw for good numbers. I don't know if the Chiefs have a competent offense right now, and I really hope that they do. They need to by the time that we get to the end of the regular season. And so this is a really excellent test, and it's good timing for them to have this kind of a test as well because they should have self-scouted going out of the bye week. Like, they should now know, okay, what do we do well? What do we stink at? Let's stop doing the stuff that we're really bad at. Let's focus primarily on the stuff that we're really good at. What they have done well so far this year is the two tight end sets. Like, I think Noah Gray is having a, a decent season. What they don't do well this year is throw to anyone basically other than Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey in terms of your passing game. So throw to those guys a lot. Include Jarek McKinnon in the second half of the season in the passing game the way that you did at this point last year. Those are the kinds of things that I would like to see more of. Like, at this point, man, would you be upset if we saw 10 targets every single week for Rasheed Rice? Because I wouldn't be. I think that's probably oh, where he should be. That'd be he amazing. should be your second leading target get- getter. 316 to Mac Jones and three Whew. touchdowns. I just wanted I just wanted to express that. I know they they, they were able it's... to hold Tyreek down from for 11 catches and 88 yards and a touchdown. They were able to hold Garrett Wilson down to eight catches for 90 yards. But the efficiency is there, man. All of these guys are catching it like 70% of the time. <laughs> And they're racking up at least 10 yards a catch. Like it's eight. the efficiency is all there for you if you're, if eight, you're willing to take it. Eight for 90 with Zach Wilson. I mean, that's 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 like 200 yards. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, I just like, I like that's what I'm saying. In either vein, the receivers, they should, you know what this game should feel like to me? This is my expectation. It should feel like the Charger game. The, to me, very similar. If you can block, if you and it's if you can block Khalil, you can block Bosa, you can block them guys up top. You can have a field day. Mm-hmm. You can have a field day dropping back. You can have a field day uh, on off script plays. You can have it. And in that game, I mean, I believe the Chiefs. I know Pat threw for four twenty something. Kelsey had an an enormous game. MVS had a big game. I'm pretty sure Rasheed Rice had a nice game. He caught a touchdown. He threw four touchdown passes. And that game, this it should it, to me. That's what the game should feel like, and should be like that Charger game where they had had an explosive offense in terms of passing the football because that's that's what they are. The Chargers can get after the passer, but if you block them, hold on to your hats because that's when the game starts, and that's what that's what happens to this team. 
it's that Eagles defensive line is much, much better. Um, but that 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 is exactly it. Like they at the trade deadline, they went out and traded for Kevin Byard because their secondary was so bad. And they were like, hopefully 31 year old Kevin Byard's got something left in the tank and can give us a little bit more coverage deep in the secondary. And he stepped right in, but still probably figuring things out like I, I was talking to Brandon Lee out in the managing editor of Bleeding Green Nation. I encourage you guys to go check that out on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network. Um, but I, I was just talking to him about the Eagles secondary and what the issues are because like they're paying Darius Slay a lot of money. They're paying James Radbury a lot of money and they trade for Kevin Byard. And it's kind of all of the other moving parts. Like he said that Bradbury has not been as good this season as he was last year. Slay is still really good, but everybody else is a huge question mark in the secondary. And it's like, so you can put Slay wherever you want to put him and try to shut down whoever you want to shut down but everybody else puts up numbers against every, every other part of this secondary. And that's been the biggest thing holding the Eagles back this season. It's, it's their biggest question mark easily. The other thing, and we saw this last year, Ron, and it's what we talked about going into that Super Bowl matchup against the Eagles is this is not a team that runs a particularly complex defensive system. Like they're, they're not out there running what Spags is going to do. They're going to basically run the same stuff and they're going to say, our guys are better than your guys. Can you win? And for most of the season, the guys that are pretty good at football, have beat their guys because they're just better than what they have defensively right now. They've got name recognition. Like a lot of the people in our audience right now probably recognize the names for Darius Slayton or James Bradbury or Kevin Byard. The problem is those guys, as Serta just mentioned, aren't having the same kind of season as they did a year ago. They also stink, stink at the second level. You've seen Zach Cunningham play football up close and in person, Ron. The guy is just not very good. And He's really good in the run. And that again, covered, in, in coverage, thing his thing. oh <laughs> boy, they have nobody at the second level that can cover anybody. So if you can find a way to exploit their linebackers in coverage, looking at you, Travis Kelsey, looking at you, Jarek McKinnon, that, that is another way that you can have an absolute field day against these guys. Yeah, I just like to me, it, to me, we've watched the last two weeks and there have been a major concerted effort to just take Travis out of the game. I'm just. I will be highly, I'm not even going, I ain't going to say disappointed. I'll be highly pissed if this Chiefs game is the first team that the Philadelphia Eagles are successfully able to take out another team's best player. So that, uh, was, that was something I, else I, I asked about. Um, cause I was, cause you know, Slay has been a, a shadow guy occasionally, not all the time, but they do deploy in that way sometimes. And BLG was like, yeah, they just didn't do it against C.D. Lamb, even though the Cowboys were just putting C.D. Lamb predominantly in the slot, and C.D. Lamb absolutely torched them. And it wasn't until the second half of that game where they started putting Slay on him in the slot a little bit. So, like, I think the, the smart thing to do would be, like, Darius Slay is going to shadow Travis Kelsey the entire game. And I'm not sure that's a, what the Eagles are actually going to do because I don't think that's the way they like to deploy their personnel. I think it's like what BK said. They want to run out there, run it the way that they want to run it, and challenge you to and challenge you to beat them that way. And I think that's their game plan every single week. I and I and I wonder. I I don't know if you all will disagree with me. I feel like Serta will um, <laughs> disagree with me on this. Is I, I I do think they. I don't think they need to to get a, completely get away from the run game. Oh, like I, I, I think I, I still think they need to mix that. I, I know that their defensive line—that's a strength of theirs. I'm not Our defense is elite. Listen, I'm not. I'm not even. But I still think you got to mix because I, 
I the one chance they have is the pass rush. And if Hassan Reddick and Sweat and Carter, who's a beast in there too, if they if they just know you're just they're not worried about the run at all. I still I still think you've got to find ways to kind of slow their pass rush up with the run game because if they can just run it decently, the Chiefs in this game, now you're now you're now they got to at least think about it and you're yeah. slowing it down and slowing down their pass rush because I mean it's just it's it's just going to be it should be just open season. Yeah, I mean. It- nobody's run it well against them though, like n- nobody, and uh, you can do it like. The Chiefs should finish this game with probably like 15 rush attempts. So you don't just completely avoid it compl- entirely. But I don't think the game plan going in should be like, hey, we need to establish the run in any way, shape, or form. This is a team that has allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL so far this year. They've allowed less than 600 yards on the ground. And they've faced the fewest rushing attempts for a reason because nobody runs against them. 3.7 yards per carry. Like you're just... You cannot get things going on the ground against this team. Nobody has so far this year. I would not expect the Chiefs to be able to do so. If you want to do it as a change of pace, sure. I'm totally fine yeah, with that. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to. I want the Chiefs to just do. do uh, I just want them to not just screw it. Do what they do. Like the like to me, the closest thing to the Chiefs, the the, the Commanders, like it, Brian Robinson. 10 rushes for 60 yards, six six yards a carry. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm talking about. Gibson, two carries also with that seven yards a carry. Like that's what I'm Yeah, they have 15 like that, carries in the game. That's fine. That it's, keeps that keeps them and then you know that keeps them at bay at, at some piece. I'm not saying to run to run it 25 times. Yeah. Now, if they're able to do that, I would burst through the seams. But I'm just I'm I'm not saying that. But I think they've got to just this can't be one of those games where Andy just Against the like he did against the different Broncos that just hit uh, up it, like I'm under, I'm under eight carries. Well, and and I'd like to see them kind of deploy the screen game uh, a little bit and, and try to utilize that to ki- kind of counteract some of the some of the Eagles' toughness that against too. the run because it's it's just Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, like they're still mixing in Fletcher Cox, <laughs> like like. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, like you could argue one of the uh, bigger weaknesses along the defensive line this year was is whoever else is on the interior next to Chris Jones. And they're trotting those three guys out there. It's absurd. And by the way, the Chiefs are not a good run blocking unit. Like I, I, I think the Chiefs are just flat out bad on the offensive line when it comes to run blocking as well. So I, 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 I would not expect much out of your running game going into this one. If you get like a couple of big carries, that's probably a good win for you. Speaking of that offensive line, Ron, one of the other things coming out of the bye week that I'm really curious about is what does that line look like as a pass blocking unit? I thought they were terrible in the last couple of games against both the Broncos and the uh, the Dolphins. This is a unit that will get after you, man. This, this Eagles defensive line, yeah, they lost some talent from a year ago. They are still really, really good. They're top five in the league in sacks. They're second in the league in the pressures so far this season they will get after Patrick Mahomes. And if this offensive line isn't careful, especially coming off of the edge, uh, this is a defensive line that'll give Mahomes some, some issues. Well, I fully, I'm fully preparing myself and I think everybody else should. I'm for fully, fully preparing myself for at least two Jawan Taylor uh, procedure penalties. He's going to, Oh, they kind of stopped stopped calling them. And then as soon as they stop calling them, everybody stopped talking about it. So we just don't bring it up anymore. I'm just saying he's going to get himself loaded up for Hassan Reddick. 
who lines up really, really wide, and he is going to he's going to try to get an advantage. Like I'm just saying, I prepared myself for two. I've, I've, if they I've, call that against him, then he they better call it against Lane Johnson because Lane Johnson is sure. even a, okay. even a worse just, defender in this game. I'm just saying, I'm just I'm 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 preparing myself for that that nine technique where he lines all the way out to the edge like that. Yeah, he's he's going. Jawan gonna get his. He's gonna try to get his little extra uh, out there. So I prepare for that. I, I, this is always one of my favorite things is the bye week, and to see what what it is. And we always will say new wrinkle, but I don't even know if it's new wrinkle as much as it is something that they're going to like. They feel like they see and they say, "All right, this is something that we're either going to do more of. This is something we're going. Sometimes it's a new wrinkle, but like sometimes it is." This is something we're going to stop doing. This is something that we're going to do more of. This is something new. I am curious to see whatever it is, the 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 decision they've made in the bye week after having two weeks to sit down. I'm just really intrigued to see what thing it is that they have identified in the bye week for this offense. Because that's the hell I, I, I need. They need to figure out something. I feel like the McKinnon thing is going to be a big part of it. Like Serta mentioned the screens. I think a, a few screens in this one to McKinnon would go a long way. Um, I think identifying that Rishi Rice is very clearly their best wide receiver and he should be playing and being targeted accordingly. That That's probably something uh, that they'll come down with. And then I think a big part of it is just instilling more trust with Mahomes and the offense. Finding out, Mahomes, what are you comfortable with? Like, what what is this stuff that you're comfortable with that we've been calling so far this year, because I think a big part of their problems have been, he just doesn't trust anything. He doesn't trust the offensive line right now. He doesn't trust the wide receivers. He doesn't trust that he's on time. He doesn't seem to trust his arm at times to fit it into the tight holes. It's, it's just been a little bit off in every possible way. So I think that's going to be maybe the biggest adjustment that they can make is just making sure that he's comfortable with what they're running. They're going to do something sort of, I, I love to do this to try to guess what it is. I do think the run game is going to be something that they may look at leaning on more. Maybe not this game. Maybe so. Maybe it is this game because that would yeah. surprise them. But I think the run game is something that they may try to pick up. But I try to guess things. I may be dead wrong on this. I wonder if we see more Noah Gray. I wonder if we see more two tight end things, two – there was just some action. I know like one big play in that first drive was taking advantage of Noah Gray and Travis being out there at the same time. And Travis runs his route a little shorter and Noah Gray is a little deeper and they get some separation. They get some play there. If tight ends, I just like, I wonder if we'll see more two tight end sets using both of those guys, which can help in the run game too. I, I, I wonder if Noah Gray is an answer as you said, McKinnon, I think that's a good one. That was something they did in the second half last year. I, I just, I, I am, I cannot wait to see what it is because I'm, I'm not confident it is going to be something like Kadarius Tony or Hardman or anything like that. It's, it, it is, uh, I think, a really good point because the Chiefs had a ton of success last year out of twelve personnel and out of out of putting a lot of tight ends on the field, and they haven't done it as much this season. I think some of that is still trying to figure out what the hell they got in these wide receivers. So they're just like putting bodies out there and trying to see who can make plays. But I think there's also something too that like, they know how good they are at that. They were so successful at it last season. So they're kind of waiting to deploy that for this back half of the season run. 
No, I just I'm I thinking Noah he gets the touchdown pass against the Jets. Like there have been he they've created some big plays and it and it does seem like they've like backed off of doing that. I wonder if you we've said it, man. We're gonna turn these jokers into the Patriots. We've said it like they're the the different moves that the different things that the Patriots did to attack teams. And I'm just I'm just curious to see what it is because I I don't necessarily believe it is going to be the receivers. And to your point, Ron, on on Noah Gray, like last year, one of the things that they did was they went more 12 and 13 personnel where they brought in two and three tight ends. Like it was Gray, it was Travis, and then they would bring in Jody Fortson as well. And that's something that this year just has not worked because they have they don't have that third guy. They don't have the Blake Bell is not Jody Fortson when it comes to what he's capable of doing at this point in his career in the passing game. I'm pretty so, much over Blake Bell. Me too, buddy. Um, I, I would like to see them get Noah Gray more snaps, get him more involved in the offense. I think it's kind of been trending that way, and I would I would see it going that way as well moving forward. And a big part of why is just it gets those receivers off of the field, man. Like you just don't have to play as many of the receivers as many snaps, and those guys are are basically wasting those opportunities right now because they're not they're not instilling any confidence in Mahomes. They're not running high level routes. So go ahead and get a guy out there that at least Mahomes can trust that he'll be in the right place at the right time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, when the Eagles have the ball, they'll be facing the best defense in the NFL, I believe, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think, I think, you know, one of the big questions, I'll go with my, my, probably one of my biggest questions in this game, and this is the game that I kind of wondered about, was, all right, when Nick Bolton got hurt, and I do think Nick Bolton, I think there are three major pieces. I, I'll check that. Four major pieces on this defense. The two corners and then... Chris Jones, obviously, and then I think Nick Bolton is, is that fourth guy there. But we've talked about the depth, the depth at that position with Drew, with Drew Tranquil and how well he has done, uh, Chanel and everything. This this one is the one that I looked at and I was like, I, is this the game where the, the Nick Bolton – because Nick Bolton, I'm sorry, was great in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And not just, the, not just the interception. He had a huge third down stop in the second half. To get them, he was there in the run game, and I, I think you can argue their run game's even better with with Swift at times this year than it has been last year. I think it's I, I, this is the game where I looked at and thought, well, he's going to be out to December. This this is the one because the Eagles they love to get physical and run downhill and run downhill right up the cut. They love to follow Kelsey. They love to follow those those big fellas right there in the middle of the field. And Drew, Drew Tranquil, who I think is a, a great player in his own right. Let me check that. He was a really good player in his own right at what it is that he does. But I don't know if that's the strength. So this is this is the first game where I'm wondering if we will see a lot uh, of the absence be really shown that there's no, uh, there's no Nick Bolton. 
Yeah, they won't do this, but I'll be curious to see what how many, if any, snaps we see of just Willie Gay and Leo Chanel on the field together. Because Leo's a guy that can kind of fill in that Nick yep. Bolton role of just playing sh- downhill and being physical and taking on the blockers head on. That's not Drew Tranquil's real strength as a player. He's more of a sideline to sideline player. He's going to shoot gaps. Those are the things that he does well. He's he's pretty good in coverage as well. These two teams. Part of what made them into contenders, we think about them in their passing games, right, in previous years, but it was their ability to get physical and their ability to win with their running games that really set them over the top. Like, the Eagles are an incredibly physical football team that is built through the line of scrimmage, Absolutely. both on the offensive and the defensive lines. And when they're at their best, they are a team that runs first and then beats you with the pass. And so in this game, if you're not able to stop the run, they'll just stick with it, man. They will. They'll they'll get uh, Swift going. They'll get Hurts going. I, I potentially will see what his health looks like in this game. And they'll just stick with that until you force them to uh, find a way to stop them. So I do think you're going to see some of that absence show up in a game like this with Nick Bolton not being there. The other thing is against the Eagles, you just need guys that can make like big time plays like game-breaking sacks or tackles for loss or fumbles or interceptions, those kinds of things. And Bolton's a guy that just always seems to come up with those kinds of plays. He did it in the Super Bowl. He's done it in other games already so far this year. So instead of him coming up with those plays, you're going to need Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed to come up with those plays. Those are your two best players defensively. Those are the two guys that I think you're going to have to count on in a game like this to be able to come up with them. Yeah, this Chiefs D-line is going to have to help big time uh for uh for them to to be able to to get through this. I mean it's, they're going to have to he's got they're going to have to really help big time and it, it it can't be just rushing the passer all the time. Chris Jones makes you but a Minnehue, uh the, the Dana, all of them up there, they're going to have to they're going to have to really hold up in that run game because you're absolutely right. If they feel like Swift is going, they feel like that run, they will just keep running it down your they enjoy kind of trying to break your wheel in that way it's yeah i they, they prefer to do it like they'll they'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and they don't care if it could take 20 plays and they'd be like perfect running clock still scoring touchdowns and you can't do anything about it um but chris jones uh was asked about that this week just you know he hasn't gotten a lot of sacks in the last few games and I think he's the kind of guy like we, we've seen him step up in these big moments. And I think that he really wants to have an impact in this game. So I think that that's going to be really important going against that Eagles offensive line. And then, you know, BK mentioned the Jalen hurts injury. It's worth monitoring. Like there's no doubt that he's going to be available in this game or something like that. But against the Cowboys, he was a little bit more hesitant to run the football and, he had a run late in the game that was like like kind of in like a crucial moment of the game where he just needed to go pick up a first down. But other than that, he was kind of avoiding it. And then this week, and they didn't have him on the injury report prior to that game, but he was kind of moving around slow and everybody could tell he was hurt. And then he's on this week's injury report. So I, I am kind of questioning like how mobile he's going to be and how much he's going to be willing to run uh, against the Chiefs, especially if the defensive line is creating pressure and getting after him. Yeah, that, that is a big, like if he, if, if he's not a part of the run game, like that is, that is huge. He holds up a lot. Like if he is, if he is struggling and they don't use him there, that, that helps the chiefs in a major, 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 major way. Mm, Boy, I'm fighting it here, struggling just a little bit. 
<laughs> getting emotional just thinking about how awesome this game is going to be. This is I a great am. matchup, I man. I really am. Yeah. All right. I, I, I listen. I I think that's a big part of the game. How the how the D line <clears throat> and those guys hold up. Let me tell you about Legarius Need though, Ron, because Legarius Need is a big part of this game as well. I'll help you out here. We can transition here for a moment. Legarius Sneed has shut down the vast majority of the best wide receivers that this team has gone up against all season long. He's been matching up against them. And every single week I've wondered, is this the week that you see Trent McDuffie do it? Is this the week that we see Trent McDuffie do it? And the answer has been no. Well, this ain't the Trent McDuffie week. This is the week where we know going in. It is absolutely going to be Legarius Sneed. It's a big wide receiver that wins on the outside, and you're going to see Legarius Sneed lined up one-on-one on, I would assume, the vast majority of the Eagles' plays against A.J. Brown. So far this year, Ron, Tyreek Hill had 65 yards against him, Keenan Allen 55 yards, Justin Jefferson 28, Garrett Wilson 60. This is a team that has shut down the number one wide receivers. If they do it again this week, there was a report earlier today that the Chiefs have had conversations with the Jarius Sneed about a contract extension. If he does it against A.J. Brown, just give him whatever he wants. Give him all of the money. He will have earned it in spades. It is time to get this man paid. He's already earned it, but God, if he does it again, dude, un- unbelievable. It's there's they've played a, a lot of incredible wide receivers. Terry Kill and Justin Jefferson are, are right up there, best wide receivers in the NFL. But what makes AJ Brown so unique and why it's uh, it's such a uh, it's a matchup that I'm so curious to see is because there's no wide receiver in the NFL right now who mixes all of it, like just size, strength, speed, athleticism, like route running, ability to get open downfield. Like there's no wide receiver in the NFL who has everything right now. Kind of like Julio Jones did like in his prime. And he's funny enough, just on this team (laughs) randomly, but like who, but AJ Brown, I think is, is even different there where like AJ Brown contested catch scenarios. You're just not going to win those like 95% of the time because he's stronger than you. He can jump higher than you. Like he's just going to, he's just going to body you for those kinds of scores. And he's so just devastating downfield that, you know, you, we saw Legereus need jam Justin Jefferson and, and put hands on Tyreek Hill and kind of slow them down off the line of scrimmage to try to make sure that they can't create that separation in such a hurry. Like, AJ Brown's a guy that's just going to run right through your contacts. Like, there's not a whole lot of slowing him down, but like, e- even the, the Cowboys who still have a really good secondary with that Trayvon Diggs, like, they slowed him down enough, but then it's like crucial moment of the game. AJ Brown, critical touchdown because he's just unstoppable. Like that's just the level that he's playing on this season. Yeah, I, can they do it again? I mean, it ain't just it ain't just Hill and Jefferson. Keenan Allen, who gets twenty five targets a ball game, he he got sixty yards in the game, right? I mean, they they slowed him up. Garrett Wilson, who got a lot of targets, 60, 60 in a game. I mean, they. And I think that's the biggest key is, well, first off, it can't be luxurious by himself. I mean, he's going to have to get some help. Um, and we saw he hurt the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl, but that was McDuffie. Just he physically went up and and out physical him. I am I am in like I'm intrigued to see if Legarius is is going to continue trying to be this physical. He, he is, not, and and I but which I am I am here for it. Like it is a personal matchup in this game that I am juiced for. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had to grab grab a hold of myself 
I think I am a little bit too confident in this secondary, like in this <laughs> game. Like I, I am extremely confident in it. Like I think the Eagles' passing game. Now they probably won't have Dallas Goddard with the form, which yeah. which helps. But I, but listen, this is one of the best passing attacks instead of skilled guys in the league. But I feel like the Chiefs are just so unusually equipped to 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 kind of play against this group. Because you like the matchup. I think you've talked about it before. You like you like the matchup with with Smith and and, and Trent McDuffie. Like if that runs up, you like that. You like huh. and then I mean I think Legereus Need has shown to be the most physical corner in the game this year. Now, I mean, I'd, I I'm not saying he's just gonna you know, Debo, like, I mean, he is Debo, guys. I mean, he is just taken. He took Tyreek just out a couple mm-hmm. of times. I mean, it, it, I mean, he did He did it to Keenan Allen. He did, he did it Jefferson. He just, I mean, and he will, he doesn't care. Take. I'll take them five yards and then automatic. I'll take it. I'll take it two, two or three times. See how mm-hmm. many times you're going to call it, though, in this game. And I just feel really good. The safeties are playing pretty well as well. That can help. I feel really good about this uh this secondary in this group but i am really intrigued to see like you said if they, i mean legerious need i think today is a is a first team all pro he will most definitely solidify that he'll be he'll put himself in the damn to have conversation now nobody's else going to win it but he'll put himself in a conversation to be defensive player of the year if he rolls through and stops this, obviously that is clearly the Miles Garrett Award. Yeah. But I mean, he will. I mean, he'll just at least be in a conversation. I mean, I mean, he may his name may be mentioned at NFL Honors if he can, if he can, <laughs> like if he can shut this thing down. But I feel I still, I still think he's being drastically overlooked. No, like, I mean he is, but I mean, you, we're, I mean, and I guess maybe some people may trick him and believe that Trent McDuffie is the one who is covering all of these receivers. Like, I think people can see the Chiefs. Attack. Yeah, it's me. I, I've been the one that's tricked them into thinking that that's what's happening. I know, I, maybe. But, but I mean, if people people are going to sit there and look at like, I mean, this dude Sneed has been taken, taken over. I think this, this is the week where that could happen, Ron, where, like, people start to wake up to it, not just because of who they're going up against, but because it's Monday Night Football. Like, I think that's a big part of this is – you have a national exposure type of a game where it's not at 9.30 a.m. the way that it was against Miami. And you've got, I mean, arguably the two best teams in the NFL that are going head-to-head with star power all over the field, a matchup that we just saw in the Super Bowl. You can't get a much more anticipated matchup than the one that we're getting on Monday night. And for him specifically, if you go back-to-back games with Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, two guys that I personally believe should be 1-2 in the MVP conversation right now, and if you shut them both down, whew, okay, yeah. Now now we can start to have some big-picture conversations about what that means for Legereus Sneed, and they're going to be highlighting it all night long on the biggest broadcast in the world that day. You two, and I, I'll have to watch some more of it. I'm sure you all know probably no percentage of stuff. How, how often does he go in the slot? Where he rarely, I don't think he rarely ever goes in the slot that much, does he? I don't think so. He, he primarily lines up on the outside. I can look up what the exact number is for you in terms of the slot percentage. Is that AJ? Him, yeah, AJ is usually. I don't. I don't think he almost exclusively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's lining up outside about eighty percent of the time. So yeah. he does have some slot reps, but it's it's not very. It'll often. be in, it'll be interesting to see if they if that's a wrinkle that Nick Sirianni uh, and, and and Johnson come up with. 
and put him in the slot to see what the what that triggers the Chiefs to do. Yeah. That 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 would be an interesting interesting thing there if they go against the tendency there. All right, sir, go ahead and give me my music. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Uh, I would like to, to hear it right now as the people were to the game that is sweeping the nation. Certified or imposter? There's a statement made. Is it certified or is it imposter? And everybody knows about the Andy Reid bye week record. Oh, man. Andy, I mean, it is, it is, it is like folklore right now. I mean, it is Andy Reid. But it, listen, he's 27 and four coming off the bye. So it's pretty good. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so it is, it is real. Uh, but this is this is my thought off of it. Andy Reid's success off the bye will have a major impact in this game. Andy Reid's success off the bye will have a major impact in this game. Certified or imposter, BK? I think it's certified. Um, he's eight and two as the Chiefs head coach coming off of the bye. Now, if you're gonna say imposter, I, I'll give you this argument. The last three years coming off of the bye, the Chiefs haven't been great. They beat the Raiders 35-31. They beat Denver in 2021, 22-9. Mahomes only threw for 185 yards that week. And if you remember, that was the season where the offense did kind of have some of the sputters that we've seen this year. And then last year, coming out of the bye, they had that weird game against the Titans where they ended up winning 20-17. to uh, it, was, it was an ugly win, but a win nonetheless. So there is some... Some fodder there over the last few years that, hey, maybe some of the adjustments that are taking place aren't, aren't quite the same magical pixie dust that he's had in the past. That being said, I think this team specifically with what their issues are, are ripe for the picking when it comes to Andy self-scouting. I think he can go into the lab and think to himself, all right, what are the two or three tweaks that I can make on this offense that will allow everything to kind of unlock itself? And we've talked kind of around one of the big ones. I think you're about to see Jarek McKinnon unleashed in a way that is meaningful for this team. So far this year, his highest receiving yardage in any individual game was 24 yards. He's had that twice against the Chargers and against the Jaguars earlier this season. If you look back at what he did in the second half of the year last year, man, he was a monster for the Chiefs. Against the Bengals, 51 yards rushing. Against the Broncos, 112 yards receiving. Against the uh, Houston Texans, 120 all-purpose yards offensively. Against the Broncos, again, more than 50 yards through the air. He became a guy that they leaned on in a big way. So I think that's one of the biggest tweaks they're going to make. I think you're going to see Jarek McKinnon once again unleashed, especially in the red zone. Yeah, I I think it's certified. And I I think uh, a lot of it is really just what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, too, where... I agree with everything that BK said, and and I think you know Eagles huge matchup. I, I think that plays into it too. Whereas like last year, it's the Titans, and you're just like, well, we can beat the Titans, whatever. But I, I think all of that stuff plays into it. But I've also just been talking for the last few weeks. Like I think Andy Reid really needed this bye week to kind of reassess and revamp things. And then you know he spoke to the media on when or on Thursday, and he talked about it. Mahomes talked about it. Like all the discussions that they were having and everything that they were going over and everything that they're looking through and, and kind of picking apart and, and analyzing. And 
I think that he really, really needed this because early season, halfway through the NFL calendar year, like we just saw them, the the rotation that they have at the wide receiver, it was just about like, we got to find the answers. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. And I still don't think that they had totally figured that out. But I think they needed the bye week to really dissect everything and break everything down. And so I'm hoping they have an answer to it in a game like this. And I'm willing to bet on Andy, especially going against the Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch, that he's going to have a good game plan and it is going to be certified. I'm going to say imposter. (laughs) Uh, And I don't it's and I think it's in particular to this game. Um, I listen, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm looking at it and I believe in Andy and I hope we come back and and I am dead wrong and like, all right, we see a clear change and uptick in something. I think the uptick in the change potentially will be the run game and the running backs, but to the point we've made in this, I don't know if that's necessarily something that is going to be seen as much in this game. Because it, for me, it is really hard to look around and think about other other spots that can actually improve. Like, like Andy can put can do some stuff, but like I don't know that he can automatically like you know change talent, <laughs> right? Like, like and it, and I look at it like all right areas of growth, like how much area of growth? Like I don't like I don't think the bye week is going to you know necessarily change Sky more. I don't think the bye week is necessarily going to change Kadarius Tony. I don't think the bye week is going to necessarily change McCole uh, 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 Hardman. Uh, I think the Rasheed Rice stuff, but I don't know if that'll be a major change to what to what we've been seeing. I just I don't know as much this week. We see it. I do think there will be some change because I do Andy, but Andy is is serious about not just changes from the bye week for that first game, but for the for the rest of the season, just in this game in particular, I still think it gives them a chance to win, right? In this game, because I think what we've seen really work for this offense is everything from Travis Kelsey and then stuff off of it, which I think they could absolutely get in this game. So I don't know. I'm gonna say imposter that the Andy Reid success off the bye week will be a major factor in this particular game. All right, um, uh, let's do predictions in this game. Biggest game of the season, maybe a Super Bowl preview as well as a Super Bowl rematch. I'll start here. I um, I think that the Chiefs care about this game. I think the Chiefs defense is one of the best defenses in football. I'm going to say 24-17 in this game. I'll go with the Chiefs. I think they hold them under 20, 24-17. I've got the Chiefs winning as well. Um, I think Andy Reid is going to overtake on Monday night. Hank Stram as the all-time winningest head coach in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they that. will do so 27-23. to 23. It'll be close, but they win in the end. All week long, I was hyping myself up about taking the Eagles and just uh, assuming that like the Eagles, I just have more faith in the offense and the skill players and the defense and all of that stuff. But as the week's gone on, I've really talked myself into the Chiefs and the defense and everything that we've talked about tonight. So I think it's a close one. I think it's going to be a really good game. But I do question just with the Chiefs defense and that Eagles defensive line, how many points are really going to be put up. But I'll say Chiefs 27, Eagles 24. 
All right, uh, the AFC is uh, starting to circle its way through as is, as we're as we're doing this podcast. It looks like Joe Burrow then got himself hurt. The latest of the quarterbacks and, and situations happening in this thing, and it looks like they're going to lose. Uh, and we could be looking at the the team that's been the real nemesis for the Chiefs, just not really being a playoff hunt uh, anymore. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Chiefs get this W, and um, because I do think. I do think the team that wins this game will be the unquestioned best team in football. I, I, I certainly believe that. And then this could really propel the Chiefs in the driver's seat to get the bye. All right, we are out. <laughs>